Brooklyn. Homicide. He was on the night cop's beat on the Times Metro desk. He might be destined to serve as a future Middle East correspondent or Beijing bureau chief, ran the paper's logic, but first he would have to learn the journalistic basics. There'll be plenty of time to cover military coups. First you have to know how to cover a flower show, Glenn Harden, the Metro editor, would say. You need to learn people, and you do that right here. Will turned to his father with a shrug of apology, gesturing to the Blackberry. Outside, he hailed a cab. The driver was listening to the news on NPR. Will asked him to turn it up. They were already onto the foreign news, a story from Britain. Will always perked up when he heard word from the country he thought of as home. His formative years between the ages of eight and twenty-one had been spent in England. Now, as he heard that Gavin Curtis, the Chancellor of the Exchequer, was in trouble, Will paid extra attention. Determined to prove to the Times that his talents stretched beyond the Metro desk and to ensure the brass knew he had studied economics at Oxford, Will had pitched a story to the Week in Review section on only his second day at the paper. He had even sketched out a headline, Wanted, a Banker for the World. The International Monetary Fund was looking for a new head, and Curtis was said to be the front-runner. The charges were first made by a British newspaper, the NPR voice was saying, which claimed to have identified irregularities in Treasury accounts. A spokesman for Mr. Curtis has denied all suggestions of corruption. Will scribbled a note as a memory floated to the surface. He quickly pushed it back down. There were more urgent matters at hand. Digging into his pocket, he found his phone. Quick message to Beth, who had picked up his British fondness for texting. My first murder will be home late. Love you. Now he could see his destination. Red lights were turning noiselessly in the September dark on the roofs of two NYPD cars. In front of them was a hastily installed cordon of yellow police tape. Will paid the fare, got out, and looked around. Rundown tenements. He approached the first line of tape until a policewoman strolled over, then fumbled in the breast pocket of his linen jacket for his card. Um. Press, he said. Will ducked under the tape into a knot of maybe half a dozen other reporters. I'm late, he thought, irritated, and headed for the space between the police vehicles. There were a couple of unexcited cops milling around, one with a clipboard, but no police photographer. Will must have missed that. And there on the ground, under a blanket, lay the body. He stepped forward to get a better look, but one of the cops moved to block his path. Authorized personnel only from here on in, sir. All questions to the DCPI over there. The DCPI was on the other side of the corpse, talking to a TV guy. She was in mid-flow. Our guess is that this was either a score settling by the SVS against the wrecking crew, or else an attempt by the Houston Prostitution Network to take over McRae's patch. Only then did she seem to notice Will, her expression instantly changing to denote a lack of familiarity. Um, could I just get the details? he asked. One African-American male, aged 43, approximately 180 pounds, identified as Howard McRae, found dead on Saratoga and St. Mark's Avenues at 8.27 p.m. this evening. Police were alerted by a resident of the neighborhood who dialed 911 after finding the body while walking to the 7-Eleven. She nodded to indicate the store. Over there. Cause of death appears to be severing of arteries, internal bleeding, and heart failure due to vicious and repeated stabbing. The New York Police Department is treating this crime as homicide and will spare no resources in bringing the perpetrator to justice. 
The blah-blah tone told Will this was a set formulation, one all DCPIs were required to repeat. Any questions? Um, yes. Uh, what was all that about prostitution? The guy was a pimp, well known as such to us and to everyone who lives here. Ran a brothel on Atlantic Avenue near Pleasant Place, kind of like an old-fashioned whorehouse. Girls, rooms, all under one roof. Will scribbled as fast as he could, thanked the DCPI, and reached for his cell phone. Saturday, 12.30 a.m., Manhattan. At the office, Will hammered the send key on the keyboard, pushed back his chair, and stretched. It was half past midnight. He strode around the office, pumped by a minor version of the post-filing high. As a newcomer, Will was in a far-off corner. His nearest window looked out onto a brick wall. Alongside him was Terry Walton, the former Delhi bureau chief.